Coming to you live from the cat house, 15, 17 minutes late, <laughs> our usual start time. Parenthood is hard. It's Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, the Monday edition, the March 2nd. It's already March. How is it already March? Time flies, but our son was born January 9th. He is cooing in the background, and it is already almost two months since he was born. This Thursday is going to be eight weeks since that little bubbers popped out. And as, as visits, oh, it has just been, time is, time is a flat circle. <laughs> Good Lord. It, it, everything's slipping through our fingers. Tomorrow, that whole Super Tuesday nonsense is happening. Don't get me started. I have a degree in political science. There's a reason why we haven't talked politics ever on the show. I think there was one time we kind of... Uh, Sam, back when old executive producer Sam's yeah, he always wanted to talk politics because he's also a child of political science like I was is however you want to put it but I, I get too angry about it I, I get very displayed let, let me put it this way folks I had, I took my degree I was learning political science during the uh, 2000 uh, election if that if that's that's my baseline <laughs> uh, Bush v Gore that's my baseline, if, if that gives you any indication of uh, how I feel about politics. Good Lord. That's a sip of water for those of you listening to audio. In the video, people, hey, guess what? There's some water going on right now. It's Monday. It's the first Monday of March. Uh, uh, we'll start uh, on a slightly somber note. I, 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 today, it was sad to learn that uh, the, the host of Inside the Actors Studio, James Lipton, uh, apparently passed I didn't know he was 93 years old. Holy crap. Uh, all the times he showed up on Arrested Development as the prison warden, uh, I, 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 I wouldn't have put him past 70, but apparently 93 years old. Uh, I, you know, I've only ever really watched Inside the Actors Studio. I've only seen... Two episodes in their entirety, and they are both of the Dave Chappelle episodes. I guess, uh, uh, and then there are two Dave Chappelle episodes because you know, like you're saying, oh, usually he only interviews a person once. No, apparently on the uh, there was some sort of anniversary episode where James was interviewed, and uh, they asked him to pick someone to interview him, and he, he chose Dave, and Dave interviewed him. He he was the actor that was being put on in the inside the actor studio, which. It was uh, very cool. I, I remember watching that second one. Uh, I'm sure it's somewhere on the tube of you right now if you want to go find it. That's how I found it way back in the day when I watched that. So, something else. For, for the nerds out there, let, let's get, let me get back to, the, to ner some nerdy stuff. Uh, today, uh, a, a subject which has always been a sore subject for me. Uh, I, I almost invited Jai Apolder, but I'm sure he's too busy uh, going home to download the demo of this game. Final Fantasy VII, the demo of the remake, comes out today. I've already saw some reactions from some friends on the old uh, uh, Facebook here. and uh, Apparently, it's positive reception, but uh, I am not enthused or amused. I, I, Overhyped game, in my, in my opinion. Uh, for those of you who enjoy it, uh, as usual, it's not my cup of tea, but I'm not going to spill your tea. Uh, you go and enjoy that demo. You go download... It was eight gigs. Uh, former executive producer Sam Zia was happily posting photos directly onto people's Facebook walls. I'm shocked he didn't put a mocking one on my Facebook wall. But I saw he, he uh, Sam had already downloaded it this morning. I guess it had been out since last night, maybe midnight last night. 
if you were on your PS4, you could download the demo of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. And yeah, this it's a it's a thing. It's out uh, for those of you. I, I, yeah, I hope I hope it's good. Like I, I I've said this consistently, even though I I have a great displeasure of that game. Uh, I I played through it once, you know, way back when, 1997. That's tw- 23 years ago. Was this game Final Fantasy VII back in the PlayStation One? One, you had to have three separate discs, and I played through it. Honestly, I only got through it through the through the help of playing it with a, several friends all together at the same time at a good old Comet Galaxy. And I, I have no desire to play through it. I remember I tried playing through the PS1 version a second time, and I was like, what am I doing? I don't want to grind through all this. I'd rather grind on a game I haven't already experienced. But that's out today. Uh, I hope it does well. Does That way... You guys get the the parts two and parts three, so part seven point uh, two and seven point three, because you're only getting like a third of the game, which is uh, preposterous and insane. But that's the thing that's going on right now. Like literally, I'm sure there's other people. I'm sure executive producer Sam Zia is playing it right now. I'm sure Jai Potter is staring at his PS4, screaming at it to download faster, because uh, he 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 wasn't gonna be able to download until he got home. So. Uh, so I'm sure at midnight tonight, John will be, will be playing it. So that's out right now. You know what else is out right now? If you want to hear me talk about more about video games, go on YouTube and go right here on Facebook. You can go on Instagram. You can go on Twitter. Dre's Retro Game Minute. I'm putting out episodes two to three times a week. I'm cranking them out. I'm going through my entire game collection and giving you anecdotes about some of my favorite games, and then I'm sure we'll get to some of the games I purchased and be like, what was I thinking? Like, we haven't got to any of those yet. I've, I've just been focusing on all the stuff that I, I really enjoyed. There's some really good stuff, and I've already have a few in the can. Uh, I'm probably going to put another one out tomorrow, and hopefully either Thursday or Friday put out another one. Uh, didn't put out one this past weekend because parenthood is hard. Parenthood is exhausting. I love my little boy. I can see him right there. My, my, my lovely wife is walking him around the house. Oh, he's yawning right now. I love you, boy. So you, you can go back in the in like five years from now, Tiger. You can watch this. You can see me talking to you. And you're going to be like, Dad, this is weird. Why were you talking to me? But I'm talking. I'm watching this now. I don't know. It's the Dre Time Continuum. And now Tiger's a part of the Dre Time Continuum. Past Dre will be talking to future Tiger. Hey, future Tiger. I love you, son. And you're going to look over at me like, Dad, you're weird. And you know what? We both know it's true. So the main thing I'm going to talk about tonight. So my, my, my wife and I had a funny conversation last uh, Wednesday, last Thursday, where uh, my, my son got these these cute onesies from Grandma. Uh, these uh, these Star Wars onesies. Oh, so adorable. They're so cute. There's one where they all, they all, they all look like little kids and it says Little Rebels. And there's another one that has all the cute faces of all the, a lot of the Star Wars characters. You got Chewie, you got 3PO, you got R2, you got BB-8. Or as I've been trying to get my little boy to eventually say BB-8. Because just like my, my buddy's kid did the same thing years ago. And it occurred to me as I was holding my boy, looking at him wear those beautiful, adorable Star Wars onesies. What order in which am I going to show these movies to my son? The, 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 the question that falls upon every nerd when they, when, they, when they are fortunate enough to have an offspring. How 
am I going to introduce Star Wars to my boy? It, it, the the traditionalist in me is like, I'm going to do it the same order I saw it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it in, in release order. He, the first thing he's going to see is A New Hope and, uh, and, and go forward from there. Uh, and, and, and also reminded me, I had made a joke many years ago, well well before I had my lovely wife and well before my son, I had said, like, uh, I think I think I was doing a marathon of all the movies prior to the episode of the release of episode seven. And I think I, I was watching uh, either Empire or I was watching, uh, oh, I think I think I was watching Return of the Jedi and then Obi-Wan's having that conversation with, with Luke and telling them, oh, you know, that was the truth from a certain point of view. And that made me think, oh, and I posted up a funny status update on uh, on Facebook saying, oh, someday my, my future son, I, I'm going to hide the fact that the prequels exist. I'm only going to show him the original trilogy. And I'm going to hide the prequels from him. And then someday, my son will, my son or daughter is going to learn about the existence of the prequels and say, Dad, why did you lie to me? And, I'd be, and I'll look at my child and go, well, child, it wasn't a lie. It's just a truth from a different point of view. <laughs> Circling back to what Obi Wan did to Luke, I would do that to my eventual offspring. Now I don't know if I, now that I have a bouncing baby boy, my little Tiger Ray over there, I don't know if I want to lie to him. It'd be cruel. It's cruel to deny the existence of these, of these other three movies. And my my lovely wife, uh, she she has seen many of them, but she doesn't. I mean, obviously, a lot of the stuff she saw when she was younger, and. uh she she she's been going through this refresher like this this past week after she she posted up the status update of this conversation and she asked uh, among her friend list how should we proceed and uh, she got a bunch of varying opinions you know okay watch you know watch them chronologically or watch them in release order or I believe uh, well, I'm sure my buddy uh, my, my my father figure Sean Hornbow said only watch the original trilogy as as many people are wont to do only only watch the originals. Disavow all knowledge of those prequels, and and for the longest time, I I have I have been a prequel denier for for a very long time, but uh, you know I I did a rewatch of uh, two and three a while back, and and in this household we're gonna watch episodes one, two, and three. My wife is gonna watch all of them. She she watched the Mandalorian and she loved the Mandalorian. And now here we're we're going forward into this Star Wars uh, abyss or the Star Wars Odyssey, I should say, and. Yeah, I, it, it, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let my wife kind of like decide if we're gonna go original release, go 77, 80, 83, 97, 2002. What was it? Oh, was it 99, 2002, 2005, and then we get to the most recent stuff. Yeah, and as my wife has been learning, we we so this past weekend, well, I wasn't home for. Her. She watched Rogue One first because she, I guess she's kind of going a little chronological. She she saw Rogue One. And then she watched A New Hope, and then I was home for Empire and The Return of the Jedi this past weekend. And what my wife has learned, I mean, I think she she knows I'm a nerd. She knows I'm a really big nerd. She understands this, but I don't think she understood the depths of which I can be incredibly nerdy. Because when I was a young lad, uh, I, I unfortunately, I was, not, uh, I was not born early enough to have got to see uh, episodes four, five, or six in the theaters. Uh, I had to watch them all on VHS. I and I don't think I I don't think I was even around like because I believe they did in the early eighties. They continually re released Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi back before they started putting the episode in front of it. 
But I got to watch them on VHS. I remember going down to the Music Plus. And before Blockbuster Video, we went to the Music Plus. If I'm just going to give my... I'm 40. I'm old. It's okay. I'm an older nerd. And uh, going to the Music Plus and renting... I remember I had to keep waiting because people were always renting. These are the OG freaking original cover. None of that. The, the THX ones that came out in the 90s, which I do possess. They are in... The garage at my mom's house. I have the THX VHS original trilogy. So if I do need to watch the unaltered special without the special edition nonsense, I do have them in my possession. We used to have a VCR. Now we don't. I'm going to have to go to a a Goodwill or some sort and go find myself a VCR when I get that urge, when I need to scratch that itch to watch the original unaltered uh, trilogy. To my original point, my wife learned this past weekend. Because of my my fandom as a child. I, I loved Star Wars as a kid. I consumed everything Star Wars. The collectible card game. All the Dark Horse comic books. Every piece of research I could do, find or do. like, cause I grew up after Star Wars was kind of like a thing. It kind of like... It wasn't cool anymore in the, early ni- in the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, people still liked it, but... There were no toys. The toys were gone. The toys kind of kind of gone from existence for for a while. It wasn't until that they, they, there was a revival later on in the in the mid nineties when they did the Power of the Force. I, I think it was around the time when they realized, oh, the, we're bringing back Star Wars. They started re releasing a lot of old figures. And but I was starred for, for for knowledge. But the one place I could find a lot of Star Wars stuff was comic books. When when I started working at the comic shop, Comic Galaxy, I, I found all these comics, Dark Horse comics. They they were the official uh, comic book <laughs> creators for Lucas. Everything that they did was was approved by Lucasfilm. And so everything was uh, the, a, a phrase that's used in nerdum is common canon. This is all this all applies. It's like oh, it took a lot of the stuff took place after the movies. There was stuff before the movies. There was stuff that all this stuff that there was a there was a story called Dark Empire that took place right after Return of the Jedi. Was like oh, people complain about the sequel trilogy. Motherfuckers, you didn't get this. You didn't read Dark Empire or Dark Empire Two. Like you think, uh, you think J.J. Uh, Abrams and Ryan Johnson hurt you. You think they took your. <laughs> you want to show them on your Darth Vader figure where they hurt you? Where they hurt... no. <laughs> this Dark Empire stuff was was dark. It was crazy. And you know what? It was an adventure. That's the whole point of these movies. It's an adventure. So. I know way too much. I collected the there's a there's a collectible card game from Decipher Games. I bought so many packs, and what was cool, each of the cards had information, and I love and that that's a way before the internet. This is a way that you did research. This is how you found out information. I know the names of all the ships and all the characters. As we were watching Empire Strikes Back, I'm like, oh, names of all these uh, bounty hunters. Oh, that's Forlom. That's Bosk. That's Dengar. <laughs> I'm just going down the line. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, I, IG88. I know all these dudes. <laughs> I was just like, everybody knows Boba Fett. <laughs> that's cool. People kind of know Greedo because he got shot in the face. But I know all those other bounty hunters. And, I like the, the the Darth Vader's freaking Empire, uh, the, this Star Destroyer, Super Star Destroyer, the Executor. I knew all this stuff because I was just so obsessed growing up and, and into young adulthood. And I just continue to be a big Star Wars nerd. I just 
know this stuff. And I, yeah, I had to stop myself. I just like was repeating lines. Like as they happen, my wife turns to me and is like, Hey, can, can I watch the movie? I haven't seen this in a long time. I don't know. What, you know, what's going to happen, but I don't know what's going to happen. Can you please stop saying the lines before they happen? I'm, like, I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I'm holding my son. We're, we're, we're showing him now. I mean, he's seven weeks old. He's not going to remember any of this, but I'm just like, we're showing him. It's like, it's like, Hey, but he like check it out like we're, mommy and daddy are doing research we're trying to figure out the best way to go about this for you young man and it, it's been fun for me to go back and i, I honestly i i like <laughs> i always like kind of slag those special editions i'm like oh look at all this extra cg nonsense and i'm like sitting there going like whole time i'm talking about oh, that, that, that's additional that's additional i i felt like i i sounded uh <laughs> i sound like my old roommate trent trail like oh that, that that's a thing I was like, and then there's my my wife chiming in on Facebook Live. Bro. Boba's ultimate demise is actually pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> coolest bounty hunter in the galaxy, beaten by a blind dude on a club in a in a, in a freaking jetpack accident. <laughs> they, they they tried to rewrite in the comics, but now it, it's canon that he's dead. Ha. Huh. And uh, that's funny. That's another thing nowadays with these modern Star Wars fans. It's like, oh, I and you know what, I I you know I cannot cast a stone in a glass house. I, I was very much a very much a kind of the, that modern Star Wars family. Like, boo, prequels, ah, blah, blah, blah. But now in my old age, I mean, in my 20s and my, my early 30s, I was very anti-prequel, anti-everything, and especially when Disney took over. Uh, I was like, oh no, they're going to ruin everything. Uh, this past weekend, you know, re-watching the original trilogy, I, I, I've come to a, a conclusion. This might be a controversial thought especially to a lot of to those of you who are very passionate about star wars and you know very much want to defend the original trilogy and then slag the sequel trilogy and bury the prequel trilogy i i have a i have a terrible revelation for all of you who 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 defend this as if it's some sort of religion we've had an entire episode where star wars is basically a religion now but i i i, I have some news for all of you you know all this Star Wars stuff, even going back to '77. It's for young people. You know, you hold these original trilogies up as these, you know, Old Testament. Like, oh, look how amazing these films are. There is nothing better than this. And oh, the trash, which is episodes one, two, and three, and the garbage, which is seven, eight, nine. These movies are for kids. They're for young people. They're for, you know, they're fantasy movies. These are not grand war epics. I mean, I know it has war in the title, but you know what it is? It's a fantasy movie. It's like the never-ending story for, for a slightly older kid. There, there's, a, there's death and consequences just like a never-ending story. There's a scary man in it. Star Wars is meant for the young people. For the children, for the teens, it's it's a nice piece of fantasy to teach you about good and evil, about making choices. It's it's not high art, and we're treating these movies like they're high art, like these untouchable original trilogies. And then we slag the they're not like the originals. They're th these these prequels and these sequels are just like the original trilogy. The original trilogy is campy and cute and silly and funny and dorky. They're all 
in the same spirit. Kiet Fam also to sell toys. Yes, just like they sold toys in the <laughs> in the eighties, they sold toys in the nineties. They sold toys in two thousand. They're gonna still keep selling toys. It's meant for the children. It we can enjoy it too, but it, they're not playing to a adult, sophisticated audience. Oh, oh hoity toity! We we must appease the adults. They don't give a shit. I mean, ironically, I think Ryan Johnson kind of gave half a shit and was kind of trying to appease fanboys, but it kind of backfired on him, and all the fanboys really hated him for trying to take Star Wars somewhere else. And realistically, I think Rogue One is the movie that I was like, oh, that's the Star Wars movie that's meant for older people. That was dark and gritty. I, I... I don't know about that being incredibly suitable for children. But the rest, the, you know, one through nine, the entire Skywalker saga, that this is teaching kids good and evil and getting people, and, and as, as Kiet mentioned, and to get kids to buy toys. That's what this is at the end of the day. It's it's not it's not a, a tome to, to, to live your life by. It's not, oh, I am a Jedi now. This is the way I must live. No, it, it, it's just, it's fun. It's fantasy. It, 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 rewatching the originals, it really, and then I guess maybe now, everything I watch now is very different. You know, prior to, you know, even before January 9th, I want to say uh, uh, prior to last, uh, whatever Mother's Day, before I found out I was going to be a dad, there was one way I watched media. And ever since I learned I was going to be a father, from last May to now, I've been rewatching things from a different... I have a different prism from which I view things. Yeah, yeah, I can't, uh, th- thank you for hammering that, that point home. A movie about a suicide mission not meant for children? Yes. <laughs> well said, Kiet. Well said, Mr. Iceberg. Yeah, and... <sighs> these movies, yeah, they... Skywalker Saga, one through nine. These are, it's, it's not supposed to be, oh, this great. It, it's an epic story. It's an epic fantasy story. Uh, God, this is one of those times, because Pete Molini had a great quote. I always ask him to repeat it. You're, you're, people are complaining about movies about space wizards or space samurai who do magic. It's like, how ridiculous does that sound? Like Pete, you know, very grand old man Pete actually has a, has a very good perspective on Star Wars. It's it just it's just fun. These are just fun movies, and I think when I when my wife and I get to episodes one, two, and three, I, although I'm I'm sure she's probably gonna knock them out with or without me. I, I might need to go. I, I've refused to watch episode one for a very long time, simply on the grounds that there's a lot of like. Oh God, this is not good. Oh, my refined taste cannot take this. I'm gonna go back and watch. I'm like, oh. It's a kid's movie. It's, it was just, the, Anakin is a kid. He's a little kid. And then that's, uh, that's supposed to be the audience surrogate. I mean, the, obviously the audience may or may not know that that little boy's going to grow up to be Darth Vader. I mean, obviously older people were like, that's Darth Vader. Fuck everything. Ah. I mean, they're called Jedi Knights. Exactly. Thank you, kid. Uh, you, people take it far too seriously. And I think, and then I think even, uh, what's his face? Freaking, uh, Lucas takes it far too seriously that he, after he sells it for $4 billion to a company that primarily markets to children. I, I mean, 
hands down probably one of the smartest purchases Disney's ever made. I mean, granted, people were like, oh, look, the failure, which was Solo. I'm like, you, you asked freaking the guys who brought you the Lego movie in 22 Jump Street, 21 Jump Street, to make a movie by Han Solo, and they were going to make him look like a fool. Of course, that, that was not going to turn out well. And then, and then you ask Ron Howard to try to turn it back around and uh, make two movies, and yeah, that movie's going to take a loss. Sorry. Uh, on top of the whole people bitching about The Last Jedi, like, we're going to boycott this next movie because The Last Jedi wasn't the way I wrote it in my fan fiction. Yeah, just, it's all just fantasy. Uh, it just it it really resonated with me watching rewatching, especially yesterday watching Return of the Jedi, where that was probably the mass marketiest of the original trilogy. That was like, oh, dude, they were really like Fox and Lucas knew like, all right, this is gonna be for the kids. Let's put these little Ewoks in here. Kids are gonna relate to the Ewoks. Ewoks are adorable. I was holding my son and I'm looking at the Ewoks. I'm like, look at my little Ewok on my lap. I'm like, this is too cute. Oh, so it just, things change your perspective. Fatherhood has changed my perspective on, on everything I watch now. And it just, yeah, it was really bouncing around my head all weekend, watching Empire and then watching Return of the Jedi. I was just like, this is just for the kids. I, I, I realized it finally dawned on me. I can finally watch Star Wars Rebels. This was a. They make the cartoons for the kids. I mean, there's a cool little nods and little Easter eggs for the adults. Like, someone like me, I, I'm going to watch Rebels and be like, oh, fuck yeah, so cool. Oh, look at that. Look at that. But it's a story about a kid becoming a Jedi. Totally, that's going to resonate with the kids. And it, it does also resonate with a really start, hard, hardcore Star Wars fan who's going to watch the hell out of that. And they, they introduce all those cool characters, which everybody thought had been erased. In the Disney purchase, they're kind of been reintroducing everything through there. And lo and behold, uh, for those of you who are wondering, the same people who were working on uh, the, that Star Wars Rebels cartoon were the, some of the same people that worked on The Mandalorian, which everybody seems to love. And like, oh, The Mandalorian, it brought back Star Wars. It's a, it's a dude with a, it's a dude with a little baby. I mean, I don't know if Mandalorian necessarily meant for children. But I can see how children will enjoy the little baby Yoda. I know. Me and my wife did. It's a... It's an, it's an old western. I watched a lot of old westerns when I was a kid. Back when the westerns existed. Not not the, the curiosity movies that come out once in a while from a Quentin Tarantino or some other filmmaker who wants to show off. Star Wars is just supposed to be fun. And it's funny though. That's the same. That's the same conclusion I keep coming up with when I've been doing my retro game minute shows during the week. I've been going back to a lot of older games, and it's like, oh, I, I saw Electron EA, a company that we we shit on frequently. They put out a Star Wars game recently. They put out many Star Wars games which have been panned. But it's like I remember when they used to make games that were just fun, <laughs> where I played Lord Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King. I played uh, 007, Everything or Nothing. I played. Uh, Def Jam Vendetta. These were all EA games. I played the crap out of, and they were fun. I I I I, I, I forgot to have this conversation with my boss today. I was like, I really romanticize that PS2, Xbox original, and GameCube era. I I feel like I really romanticized it in my mind because there was a lot of fun stuff there. I, I I have to like hook up the old systems, and I have to take those games out for a spin and see if they still are fun, or if it's just my memory. I'm not sure. Or maybe I should just leave those memories where they were. 
back between, you know, uh, the, the eras of, of that era of 2000 to 2005, where, where the Xbox and the, the GameCube and the PS2 reigned supreme. And there was a lot of fun to be had before everything. Well, I'm sure they're going to be remaking everything at some point. They, they, they've, been, they've been doing a good job of that, trying to dredge everything back up from that era. So yeah, the so New York Tour Fair. I, the only piece of Baby Yoda merch I've seen is that incredibly crazy $60 figure, which the ears move and the face moves. And I'm like, I, I don't know how I'll find one of those because I'm sure every nerd is going to snatch those up. And every non-nerd reseller is going to buy those up and put them on eBay or Amazon or whatever and for exorbitant prices. I will I will admire the adorable baby Noda doll from afar. I'm sure I can find... I'm sure after they come out, I'll find several YouTube videos of, of people unboxing them and playing with them. And that, that'll be how I will derive my enjoyment of the baby Yoda. A little toy or doll or whatever it's coming out. It's, yeah, it's, it's, the money is... It's, it's part... I mean... I think, at its core, Star Wars is a story for the kids. Obviously, marketing-wise, it's definitely for the kids. Seriously. Just too too many people take it far too seriously. They, 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 they freaking wrap their entire being around this whole Star Wars. It's like, you know, it's just, it, it's fun, it's fantasy, it's great. It's, I, I, I wish people would stop trying to take it so seriously or take themselves far too seriously when they... Denigrate these movies. Oh no, it's ruined my childhood. Like you became a fan because you were a kid at the time when these things were awesome. You can either choose to be hypercritical or you can choose to grow up at some point and be like, oh, you know what? This is fun stuff. It's just fun. Like back to going back to you know the Rise of Skywalker review. Like my, I took my wife to see it. She enjoyed it. She she had a, a lot of fun. She didn't know exactly what was going on the entire time, but you know what? It was fun. It made enough sense. Like the stuff that was going on, made sense. All whatever random weird callbacks, whatever, all the Easter eggs were all just like ah ah ah. There's Wedge and Tilly. He's he's in the he, he's shooting the gun inside the Millennium Falcon. That's so awesome. He's my favorite pilot. I'm a big nerd. She enjoyed it. She's like that was a fun ride. I'm like hell yeah, that was a fun ride. Hell yeah, it was like nonstop action. That's what these. I felt like. Return of the Je- Return of the Jedi and Rise of Skywalker were very like they had a lot of they echoed each other a lot. I that it's it's no surprise because you know J J Abrams he I think he took a lot of the story beats for Force Awakens from A New Hope and he took a lot of the same story beats from Return of the Jedi for the uh, the Rise of Skywalker. He, he takes some of those same story beats. He, they're like a warm blanket. Oh, this feels good. I like this. I'm enjoying this. Where, I guess, some hypercritical movie critics, I'm like, oh, he's just reusing the same material from before. Some people just can't enjoy things. I I, I know there's a a demand for criticism. Uh, The friggin' those Cinema Sins videos get millions of hits because there's a certain cynicism out there on the internet that wants... Things to be torn torn down. There's there's a lot of people who want to be unhappy, but you know what? I choose to be happy. I choose to enjoy things. I'm getting old. I don't have time to be freaking hyper criticizing everything. I mean, I could sit here and criticize the Final Fantasy VII remake, but you know what? I hope it's good for all of you. You know, I can sit here and criticize The Walking Dead and for the people who freaking still watch that show, but you know what? I hope whoever's still watching it derives some joy from it because. I wasn't deriving joy from it, so 
I Marie Kondo'd that shit. I'm like, all right, I'm done with The Walking Dead. The the CW shows, the Arrowverse. I wasn't enjoying it. All right, cool. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, they destroyed the fly. They ruined my favorite show. You know what? It's not for me anymore. It's for someone else. I'll ch- I'll stop in for the uh, crossovers. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Sucks for me. I'll find another piece of media. There's thousands of piece of media pieces of media out there. I still need to go finish watching The Watchmen. <laughs> There's still plenty of stuff out there. I'm busy being a dad. I, I I have no I don't have room for that kind of negativity in my heart. And you know what? I might be a little that that it might be changed because I have a little boy who's just nothing but a ball of pure joy and poop. And when he hits me with one of those smiles, I'm like, you know what? Why am I not happy? Why am I not choosing happiness? <laughs> I I make a goofy face for my little seven-week-old boy, and he looks at me and goes, he gives me the funny, the smiley face, and just washes everything away. Whatever negativity is in my brain. If this little seven-week-old boy can find a little bit of joy in, in me moving my eyebrows around, why can't I find joy in the media I'm watching? Why do I have to sit here and... Pull down my pants and take a dump on something. I'm a professional wrestling fan. WWE is is really crapping the bed. I'm just not going to go watch it. Oh, the Saudi Arabia show was terrible. All right. Cool. I don't need to watch that. I'll go watch NXT. (laughs) I need to go find the highlights of the the rival promotion, AEW. Apparently, they put on a good show. So, I need to go scour the tube of you and find some highlights of this show. Because that will give me some joy and some happiness. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to seek joy. I see a lot of people on the... It's funny. I, I've been engaging a lot more on Twitter than before. And I, I Twitter has got... A, I've heard this many times. Twitter is a cesspool of negativity and, 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 and horror. And uh, uh, some, some of the journalists I, I follow, I, I try to be a beacon of positivity and, and, and comedy for them. <laughs> Instead of having this one poor guy keeps getting slack because he doesn't like white women. Like, oh, look at you drinking the milk. And I just jump in there. I try to like be like a beacon of hope. It's all right, dog. I know you're chasing those cute Latinas out there, but homie, it's all good. <laughs> just, I, I have hope in my life in my little tiny boy. And I'm trying to reflect that hope back out. Maybe I can be that beacon of hope for someone else. I don't know. Is I all I can do is try. <laughs> That's why I'm not talking politics today, because I'll get very negative and like, nope, Marie Kondo that shit. Not gonna think about it on the show. Outside the show, I'll think about it. I'll have discussions with my wife about it. But you know what? I'm not here to bring you my negativity. I'm here to bring you my positivity. Positively go watch some Star Wars. Stop thinking about it as a piece of art and appreciate it for what it is. It's a ride. Can't get on the Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland? Don't spend your $130 trying to get over there. Just go pop in your Blu-ray or your DVD or your Disney Plus because you're already probably giving them your 10 bucks a month or whatever, or your 7 bucks a month or whatever. Watch an old Star War. Think back to when you were a kid. And you know what? Realize, hey, it's just fun. Go play your Final Fantasy VII demo. Go do that. Why not? Go be happy. There's plenty of happiness on there. You can find it. I found it. 
about 10 feet away. My wife and my kid. You don't have to go have a wife and a kid. There's something else. There's, there's, there's stuff out there to enjoy. As always, you can follow me at DreGP Podcast on Twitter, where I try to be positive and funny. You can follow me on Facebook at DreGP Podcast, where you can see all of our videos. You can follow me on Instagram, where all those uh, Dre's Retro Game Minute are post are being posted on there as well, and funny pictures of me and the back of my baby's head on Instagram at DreGP Podcast. And you can go to our YouTube page. All of our shows are posted up there. Please. Go to our YouTube page. Subscribe. Give us some views. Helps the show out. Another way you can help out the show, I have an Etsy page. I'm going to update it at some point when uh, when our, our, our son can sleep more than a few hours and I can get to making more perlers. Uh, there's still stuff up there. I still have inventory that can go out if you want some perlers. Dre's Geek Philosophy on Etsy. Etsy Etsy.com shop forward slash... Oh, Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. There'll be a link on the YouTube or if you're watching this on YouTube, there'll be a link underneath here. If you're watching this on Facebook, then there's a link somewhere on the Facebook page. Thank you for watching. Uh, Thank you for listening. This has been Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. We'll be back here next week. I'm sure there'll be another daddy update. Whatever happens in the world of nerddom, we'll talk about it here every Monday night. Have yourselves a good night. We'll see you next time. Audio listener, if you're still there, thanks. If you're a SoundCloud robot, well, go do your algorithm, whatever you SoundCloud robots do. <laughs>